Welcome to Esoteric Curiosities. Random thoughts, rantings, ravings, and confessions of a former industry analyst. Me. My name is Ken Gonzalez, and I'm your host. So buckle your seatbelt, keep your hands and arms inside the car at all times, and enjoy the ride. Your journey into Esoteric Curiosities starts now. Welcome back, dear listener. I'm glad that you're here. Today, we're going to start a conversation on a phenomenon known as techno-stress. To help us investigate this topic, I've asked my longtime friend and collaborator, Hank Marquis, to join me and help us unpack this. When I started this podcast, it was my intention to keep the episodes to a maximum runtime of around 20 minutes or so. I didn't want to drone on and on and on and, well, (laughs) then again, there I go, droning on and on. Oh, gosh. Well, there's a lot to cover, so I'm intentionally breaking this up into two chunks. In this first chunk, we're going to define techno-stress, look at some of its component parts, and, well, just like I said in the opener, a little bit of the confessions of the former analyst, uh, I'm going to do a little bit of confessing on how techno-stress has impacted me personally. For those of you who listened to the last episode on visual thinking, I invite you to grab your tool set and practice with this episode. It's a great opportunity to really use what you're learning. At a bare minimum, you'll likely want to make a few notes, if for nothing else, than to keep yourself engaged. Okay, no more filler. Let's get to the heart of the matter and get things rolling with Hank. I'm joined by my longtime friend and collaborator, Hank Markey. Thanks for being on the podcast with me today. Thanks, Ken. Pleasure to be here. If you wouldn't mind, please introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your background. Sure. Let's see. So, yep. Hi. Hi. So I'm Hank Marquis. I am a senior executive partner at Gartner. And I have to say that uh, everything I say here today is my opinion and not that of my employer. Having said that, I've been uh, working in IT for a little over 40 years, and um, along the line, I have uh, uh, gained a PhD in organizational leadership. Um, I'm a member of the uh, British Computer Society, uh, also a fellow of the uh, uh, British Computer Society, published a couple of books, and um, as a leadership partner, uh, executive partner at Gartner, I work with uh, C-level leaders in their direct reports. Uh, and uh, mostly around organizational transformations. Excellent. Well, great. I'm uh, really just so happy that you are making some time to spend here, and I really appreciate it. So thank you. Glad to be here. The topic for today and the the next few episodes will be techno stress. And I think that as people go through their normal lives, we're all experiencing stress at some point. Stress is a natural part of life. How we respond to it, <laughs> that ends up being the, the thing that I think really defines a, a person. And the this whole thing about techno stress, I find very curious. So let's start off by, I'm going to ask you, Hank, what is techno stress? So... So I um, I recently published a book called Completely Satisfied, and you and I talked about that in the past around uh, IT satisfaction. And in doing that research, um, I did an awful lot of looking into um, academic 
research into the topic of satisfaction and what creates it and, and where where it comes from. And in so doing, I bumped into this term called techno stress, which is what organizational psychologists um, and uh, uh, mental health experts uh, call everything you just said, <laughs> driven by technology. And um, it actually it actually first got printed somewhere in the early 80s um, as uh, computers were beginning to roll out into the, the workstation for the masses, if you will, right, uh, for the normal desktop stuff. So in the early 80s, the term was coined and it's been used ever since, Ken. Wow. <laughs> Everything old is new again. <laughs> the research is still ongoing. I mean, the, the most recent research was done just a few months ago that I can find. So it's a big topic. It's 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 only gotten it's only gotten more important from an academic. And then, of course, that'll fall down into, you know, an organizational um you know, sort of prioritization as well, but it's um, it's uh, it's it's definitely it's definitely a big problem, and I was shocked when I when I looked into it. So, so it will take us a while to cover all the all the components <laughs> of it. So, uh, tech would it be fair to say that techno stress is not just one thing? So it it's not just necessarily like you know me and my job, and then. You know, I, I experience whatever level of stress that I'm experiencing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It plays out in multiple dimensions, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it does. And um, so so workplace stress is one thing. And that is where, for example, it might be too hot or too cold or those those kind of things, right? Uh, the, the ergonomics. Um, and so those aren't really techno stress. That's just sort of workplace stress. Techno stress is specifically caused by the use of technology. And um, it, it does have four or five different components to it. But fundamentally, what it boils down to is that the idea that people are forced to use technology, so it's often referred to as the dark side, techno stress is often called the dark side of IT, because IT has really great benefits, obviously, right? Uh, email, the, 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 the way we can be more productive and, and manage information. And so that's all the good stuff, the, the bad stuff, the stress, comes from when, um, uh, I guess the easiest way to say is it comes from what we now call digital friction, right, in IT, which is digital friction is uh, fundamentally extra energy and work and time lost or wasted or spent uh, effort lost um, just to be able to use a tool. So, so, so digital friction is the cause of techno stress, and techno stress then is the human sort of result of digital friction in the workplace. So uh, in, in this case, you're specifically talking about that there are certain tools that people might use that are a source of friction. But I imagine it could also be the assemblage of tools and the way work flows or <laughs> probably does not flow through it through an enterprise. That could also be a source of technical techno stress. Yep, absolutely. Um, one of the biggest sources of digital friction is the fact that everything is a workflow now. There are very few single-purpose apps. Uh, we have suites, um, and we move between SaaS applications. Well, you know, uh, different uh, web pages at work, internet pages, and 
coupled with, as I said, SaaS solutions and pieces of software. And so when they we start assembling these, uh, what they call digital workplaces, right? Uh, all, the, all the stuff it takes for someone, say a salesperson to personalize it, let's say, uh, to be able to do their job. And they may switch back and forth between these applications dozens hundreds up to thousand times a day back and forth cutting and pasting um, we're all we're all familiar with you know clicking here clicking there going here going there um and so those 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 sources of digital frictions are um are a huge component of the of techno stress for sure well and it's probably why that it still is uh you know the prevalence of the spreadsheet in the office environment for people to be able to take manage ad hoc data, which starts off as potentially something that is seemingly simple and, you know, very small and then grows into something that, you know, starts to resemble an application, if not actually becoming because of the use of macros and uh, screens and such. Yep. It's that. And it's, and it's everything that comes with that, Ken. So it's, it, and now let's just throw sort of, you know, work at home from it as well, right? To, which everyone thinks is a really great thing. And it, and it has been great. I, I work from home. I like it. Um, but all another another part of uh, techno stress, for example, is this idea that we're always on, like 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 I just said. So we have these big complex workflows and now we're say we're working at home uh, or we have mobile devices and we feel the, the stress or pressure to always respond to the emails, even after hours or uh, it's a weekend. I'm on vacation. You know, do I bring my laptop with me and do I work there? So that's a component of techno stress, the pressure to be always on. Um, you know, other components of techno stress have to do with sort of an invasion into your your privacy. There's a there's a, there's a thing called techno part of techno stress. One of the stressors is referred to as techno invasion. And it's just this feeling that it's, uh, you know, you're you've you're you've been taken over by the technology, right? The, the technology invades your space invade your life um and uh so that's there's 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 multiple stressors uh around that another big one which is you know which m many people in it probably are going to be in interested in, in hearing um is the rate of change um and uh you know from that point of view there's some interesting stories around you know people's experience around that but just generally speaking if you if you do a job today and you know IT of course is agile with a big A or a little A it doesn't really matter you know trying to be agile and doing all kinds of sprints and releasing things on a daily hourly weekly basis um your workplace can change you you can go home and come back to work the next day and you may not know how to do your job um or something will be different and that causes stress so there's these multiple sources of stress Part of the thing that I was thinking about here as you were as you were describing this is like my own response to the pressures in the workplace associated with the job role. And this this whole feeling like you need to be always on is something I can definitely recall from the time that I was working at Gartner, where I really did not feel as though. I had the ability to pull up, take my foot off the accelerator. And partially it is, I, I believe it was driven by a desire to serve. I really enjoyed what I was doing. I loved working the people that I worked with and I also loved working with customers. So it wasn't as though as I felt that that was a burden. And I always felt guilty if I was kind of moving away from the phone. <laughs> 
Because, you know, I knew whether it was a live in-person event or I was, you know, in the home office rocking the phone, that that was, that was what I was, I was being paid to do. And at the same time, there's a personal cost that comes with it and having to be able to, so there's a self-imposed constraint or a self-imposed uh, requirement to, you know, keep going above and beyond. And that isn't necessarily good for me as a person because it, it definitely came at a cost. At some point, I finally made the decision that, you know, no more. <laughs> We're going to do something different uh, because it's not sustainable. And so there is a personal responsibility component in there. So I don't want to necessarily lay all the burden on the technology, mm. but I also mm -hmm. do want to acknowledge that there's a, a personal component to this, that mm -hmm. the when we talk about the impact of the technology, that could actually make it even worse. Yeah, right on. I mean, your experience is you know, reflective of, of, of what we see. Right. But I mean, if we, if we just, if we kind of give these things name, we can, uh, names, we can, we can talk about it because that's the dilemma, right? They, they often refer to techno stress as the dark side of it usage. Um, and, and for a reason it has a good side and, and this is the downside. And there's this area in between the two sides is, you know, where the, where the overlap is, which is, well, how much, you know, how much, so, so that one of them is called techno overload, right? And this is basically where, you know, you have to work faster and longer because all of a sudden there's like, no, it's not slow enough for you to catch your breath or go get a cup of coffee and come back and it's done whatever, you know, you're there and you're on and you just, you're going, 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 going. So, um, you know, it's your choice to do that or not. So, so that that's, and that's, that's the dilemma we face, right? From an HR point of view. Um, and, you know, from a, and also for, as an employee point of view is how hard do we push people? Technology is allowing us to be overloaded. And then the, again, the, the one of the five stressors of techno stress is called techno overload. Um, and it's, it's simply that, hey, that's it's it's way too much work for for a person. It's mind numbing work. Right. Um, and to your point, maybe I don't want to do that. On the other hand, maybe you you do want to do that, but not everybody does. And, you know, you throw techno invasion in there, which I talked about of being always connected. So now think about that. So now there's more work to do than I can do. And I'm always connected. And there's an expectation for me to do it, I think. And then you throw in the techno complexity, um, which is like, okay, so this is really hard. It's a complex workflow. I have a lot of things I got to do to be able to, to respond to this email or, or or contact this client. And then And then, you know, there's this whole idea of, um, sort of techno uncertainty is is one of the other ones. And that's where it's like, well, can I trust this data? And it's like, I don't know. You know maybe I'm in sales and I'm looking at the record for my client. I'm like, that doesn't look right, but I don't know how to fix it. So now I'm stressed out and I'm uncertain about the data that I'm actually working with in a condition where I'm overloaded and I'm working at home on a weekend with a really complex workflow. And that leads to techno insecurity, which is the last one, right? Or there's not really an order to them, but um, in terms of me speaking about it. And that's where we're just like, wow, this stuff threatens me. And whenever we get to the point of that fear, flight or fear, right? Fight yeah. or fight. That's that's the problem. And so that's where we are today. Um, that's what techno stress is all about. And your, you know, your experience is, you know, spot on there. I mean, I, you know, I mean, I, I'm, I've, I've, I've led organizations and, and some of them were pretty big and, you know, we had to do certain things. And I, I used to say, 
I guess, before I became enlightened, <laughs> I used to say, you know, that, that, you know, that kind of, you know, the leadership intensity that you have to apply to move an organization, you know, it comes with the corner cubicle, you know, when you, when you get to a certain level of responsibility, it is your job to drive results, right? And so the question is, how hard do we drive? Technology allows us to drive a whole lot harder than we used to. And that means that maybe we shouldn't drive as hard as we used to. And that's and that's what's really interesting about this, the, the gray area between between the good side of technology and the dark side of the technology, the usage of it. Well, here we are at the end of part one. I know, I know. It's just as it's starting to get juicy, I cut it off. <laughs> oh, I'm such a bad person. Which brings me to my next topic, the homework assignments. You thought I forgot, didn't you? Nope. Not me. Not now. Not ever. Okay, here's your assignment. Number one, over the course of the next week, I want you to think about techno stress. Where do you see it in daily life? At work? At home? At your volunteer position? At your sailing club? Whatever, wherever. List the stressors you see and record a few observations on the impact of the stress to you and to others. Number two, find a friend, coworker, or confidant and share with them whatever insights you've had thus far. You can share your diagram, your notes, your observations, and ask them what they see for themselves in it. You might even recommend that they listen to the podcast. <laughs> Imagine that. Number three, share what you're learning and experiencing with me and others on LinkedIn via social media, or on my website. I want to hear how things are going. And again, I'm totally serious about the homework. As I've said once, and I will probably say a thousand more times before I end the series, do the work, get the results. It's all up to you. As we think about the pace of modern life and our post-pandemic desires to have a more meaningful work-life balance, whether we're leaders, managers, or individual contributors, each of us could be well served by making the time to consider techno stress and how it affects our lives and the lives of those around us. Okay, that's enough for today. Let's wrap this up and get into action. Thank you for joining me on Esoteric Curiosities. I hope that you enjoyed or found value in today's conversation. I am solely responsible for the selection of the topic, guests, and opinions expressed here. For more information or to contact me, visit my website, www.kennethgonzalez.com. I hope that you'll return again soon to join me in another episode. In the meantime, all the best and bye for now. Copyright Kenneth Gonzalez, 2024. All rights reserved worldwide.